2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that liked to work the grill. As soon as you walk in the house, it's like, get away from that grill. You don't how to start no fire. With
1: the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chad, throw the match.
0: <laughs> now that's
3: a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080.
1: I'm not cooking a Brontosaurus burger. The Fan.
0: number three on this Thursday. I can feel it. I can feel it. It feels like a football Thursday. We got one of the best games of the NFL season on tap tonight, and the great part about it is we get it twice. Chargers, Chiefs, AFC West. I'm looking forward to this thing kicking off Week two of the NFL season.
3: I mean, it's also Thursday football because you're literally sitting in here all geared up for Thursday football that you're going to go coach. Yeah,
0: high school football. Oh, which by the way, I wanted to make sure that we uh, get this one out here. You asked uh, if anybody out there can, uh, if you still can, you still sign up to be an official. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I got this text and this person wants me to shout it out. Uh, if you are interested in officiating any sport in Southwest Washington, a man by the name of Dan Johnson has given me his phone number Okay, and I, I he said, if anybody's interested, have them reach out to me. So if you are in, I don't want to just you know, give Dan's his number out, out willy nilly, have all five people, uh, text him at once, you know? Um, if
3: you're interested, what, you haven't hit the text line?
0: Yeah, text us at 503-250-1080, and I will give you Dan's number, and there's an official shortage. So that's why Friday Night Lights, like, think about that, man. Like, This is what one of the bummers is, is that like Friday Night Lights is a ritual. It, like, It, it, it is something, of, one of the coolest things that you can be a part of. Yes,
3: and you only get so many. You and I are yeah. both nearly 40 years old, and we still remember those days.
0: There's a uh this was something my high school coach uh told us when when we were sitting there it was a a story of uh he was recounting Danny Ainge did a profile it was sports illustrated and Danny Ainge who played in Madison Square Garden the old Boston Garden you know the LA Forum the most he famous basketball
3: arenas in the world.
0: Played in Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. Fenway Park. Like he's played in the, a lot of the the stadiums that people dream of. Yes, as one of a the most distinguished, distinguished athlete, right?
3: One of the most distinguished, if not the most distinguished, Oregon athlete of all time. High school athlete.
0: Uh, he said that North Eugene High School was the was the most incredible place he's ever played. That energy of a yeah. Friday night football game, right? Like, and that was like. I remember, we we're all looking around. And, of course, we just all looked at our quarterback because it was his nephew, and he was like, yeah, you probably said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it w- it's one of those things that Friday night lights you just you can't replicate. And because there's a shortage of officials, God bless these officials who are coming out and busting their butts. They're back working doubles and back Thursday night. and Friday night. Yeah, there's games that all over the state that have to get moved to Thursdays. So uh, help out where you can. Um, with that said, we get our football week underway Woo! with our picks against the spread. Um, against the pleading from Jeff, Jeffrey, sorry, Rust, I will give the stats from week one. Uh, I went two in one. Thank goodness to the saints for covering the Browns for covering, uh, and, or no, excuse me. I got the Browns and the chargers for covering. I lost the saints at Atlanta. Um, in my picks. Danny, you had the Bills covering easily. I think the one loss that you had was you had the Panthers minus one and a half. Yeesh. But you had the Eagles minus three and a half and that one won for you by the skin of your t- Yeah, that one got, t- got t- a little, little, little too tight for me. Jeff Rust, not great. Nope. Uh, Jacksonville plus two and a half. That's going to be a loss. Denver minus six and a half. They didn't even win that game. That's you a loss. You
3: did get a bad beat on the uh, on the Jackson game.
0: Yeah. Let's be yeah. Well, and two fumbles on the one yard line, buddy. You yeah, were yeah. you were really close to being three and zero. Oh. Ouch. Uh, but you did win the Chiefs. Cardinals. So you got that on a five range, and a half line. So that's that's
3: that's, that's that's not bad.
0: Um, the listeners also one and two. Uh, they lost out on the Rams plus two and a half. Uh, they did get the Chargers minus three and a half, and they had the Panthers. Minus one and a half, taking a nail on that one. So, we head into week number two of the NFL.
3: It comes after one.
0: Yep, I' counting hard. Mm -hmm. Listener picks up at Danny and Dusty. You can uh, pick, you can vote Titans plus 10, Bills minus 10 in their week two matchup with Tennessee heading to Buffalo. You have the Buccaneers uh, laying two and a half points at the Saints. Or you can also vote on Seahawks getting... Eight and a half on the road against the 49ers. Our listener picks
3: are closer right now. Do you want to know where they stand?
0: Oh, yeah, I do.
3: Okay, as of right now, listeners are taking the Hawks. Okay. Plus eight and a half, All right. 57.9 to 42.1. It is a 60-40 straight split taking the Bucks over the Saints. Oh. oh. And it is a 44-56 split taking the Bills minus 10 over the Titans. 10 is just a that's a tough number. I, I, I begrudgingly took the 10. I wanted the yeah. I wanted that 9.5
2: hook, but that's where we're standing right now. Uh, looks like Trey Lance could be playing in some rain again on Sunday. David Lombardi, who covers the 49ers for the Athletics, says the weather forecast in Santa Clara has worsened again. There is an 84% chance of rain for Niners Seahawks.
0: Well, I will say this. It won't be as rainy as it was in Chicago. No. I can almost guarantee it. All right, let's do this. Um, let's get it on the board. Where are you going for your first game, Mister Mering? Let's actually let's start with that game that you said. Ten point line that you you took the action on that game.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna take it because I think the Bills are just that good. Oh, oh. it's a big number, and I didn't I didn't want. I don't I don't typically take ten. Uh, nine it and a is half is 10. Nine and a half is because that typically scores are usually in their two score games. They are ten point games, so you typically want to stay away hey, from nine and a half.
0: Double digit games are incredible. Incredibly tough to find in
3: the NFL. Yes, and so, but I am taking it because I do believe they are that good. Uh, on the other side of that, I am taking Vikings, Eagles. Oh, I am, you just go
0: go yeah, go through it. Oh, just go, stuff, through. you go, just go one
3: go by through. one and go all the way through. No, just go, okay. through, go through. I'm going to take Vikings, Eagles, and I'm going to go uh, taking the Vikings getting the two
0: plus two. That's a weird line. For I, me. It
3: really was. It really is for me because the Eagles' defense definitely looked a little sideways. Uh, and then I'm taking the Bengals, uh, getting a seven against the Cowboys. And I I, I, I definitely think the Bengals-Cowboys is going to be a bloodbath. Bengals should be able to
0: mop the floor with guys. <clears throat> okay. Um, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Let her rip, Tater Chip. I,
2: too, am taking Buffalo minus the ten. I think Tennessee probably isn't quite as bad as I showed in losing to the Giants. Uh, but I, too, think Buffalo is just that good and that much better than the Titans. Okay. Uh, I'm taking the Lions at minus one and a half for their first game in Ooh. their last 25 as a favorite. Ooh, I like it! Yeah, against The Commanders. Yep, against the Commanders, who screwed me last week. Uh, and then also, uh, going to make this a theme throughout the season, I've got to take uh, to bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are plus three Excuse and a half. Me, the Jacksonville what? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Jaguars. Yeah, plus three and a half against the Colts.
0: All right. Are they at home? Yes. All right. Uh, All right. My picks, as I will give them all to you, just winner winners, chicken dinners. Um, I'm going the Steelers plus two at home against the New England Patriots. (laughs) I have zero faith in the Patriots' offense right now. Is Mac
3: Brown's alive or Mac Brown? Is Mac Jones alive?
0: Mac Brown and Mac Jones both are alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah both of them are alive. I, that line just does not it don't it make does no not sense. compute. No, it's like wiping before you. Push. So you took um, the Patriots.
3: He took his Jaguars. I cowered. I'm out not and did, taking the. Well, no, no, but as far as your teams, you did take a bet around your teams. I, oh
0: yeah, no, I'm not taking my team yeah. to cover too. I think they lose and they lose by a field goal, uh, but. With the Steelers getting two, I still win. Um, I got the Saints plus two and a half against the Buccaneers. Uh, We'll discuss this a little bit more, but uh, the Buccaneers are banged up and beleaguered, and the New Orleans Saints, they are that team that always plays Tampa tough. It doesn't matter if if New Orleans is in the absolute gutter or they are a Super Bowl contender, and it doesn't matter if the Buccaneers are in the gutter or a Super Bowl contender. It's Blazers-Kings, but NFL. Yes, the Saints will play that team tough. I'm going to take the home team in that one. I'm going to go with New Orleans. I can't believe I'm going against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. This is going to be a horrible round of picks for me. I can tell already. Wonderful. Um, And then I got the Bengals laying seven and a half at Dallas. That number seems small. How do we have double-digit lines everywhere, but everybody's afraid of Cincinnati because they lost one game? I'm sorry, but... I don't think Joe Burrow's going to have five turnovers. I don't either. He played one of the worst games that, that he possibly could have. He almost had down. a Peterman half.
3: He will that will go down as the worst game of his career. I bet you he comes out and absolutely shreds the Cowboys. All right, I might I might actually go take some Joe Burrow prop bets.
0: I, I just I don't see him playing that bad two games in a row. And I I tell you right I, I tell you um, he will bounce back against a Dallas team that's up against it. Do we have anything, Cooper Rush? We think Cooper Rush is going to keep the team that lost in the Super Bowl last year within seven. No, well, I like I like my chances here. As long as they can shore up that whole field goal situation, so they don't get keep getting them oh, blocked. PFF
3: had uh, the route ratings on Ceedee Lamb, mm-hmm. and apparently he was a train wreck against the Buccaneers. Oh, he, really? He created almost no separation on almost every single snap. The flip side of that is, Jamar Chase. I believe they said he created over three and a half yards of separation on his catches.
0: Well, hey, how about that? Looking, looking up for the uh, Cincinnati Bungles. So those are my picks. To review and recap, I got the Steelers plus two, Saints plus two and a half. Got the Bengal. I got, I got home dogs, buddy. I'm riding my home dogs. Bengals minus seven and a half. Danny, you've got the Vikings on the road as the 2 road dogs uh in Philly. You have the Bengals minus seven and a half and the Bills minus ten against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Rust has also got the Bills minus ten against the Titans. Lions uh, minus one and a half hosting the Commanders. That is a ballsy play if I've ever seen one. <laughs> and then the Jaguars plus three and a half hosting the Colts. Make sure you get your votes in at Danny and Dusty on Twitter for our fan pick lines. Titans uh, or Bills, Bucks or Saints. And then the third game is Seahawks or Niners. That is our picks against the spread. We'll be keeping track of them as the season goes on. Uh, let's, let's talk about that Tampa and Zayn's game a little bit because is any, anyone, anyone healthy? Anybody? No. Danny Dusty on the fan.
1: Baseball is back.
2: one two three four get up get on up get up get on up stay on the scene get on up like a sex machine get on up get up
1: get on up Danny and Dusty on get the fan get on
2: up stay on the scene get on up like a sex machine
0: I think I just hatched a, a great idea. My my second great idea of this show today. My first one was have out of this building. Disney kids gambling? No, was Disney kids gambling show?
3: Which I mean that's a that's a million dollar idea. That might be a billion dollar
0: idea. It really is. Get the kids hooked with Mickey and Donald Duck because uh, Disney's getting in the gambling game. Well, ESPN is. Um, my second great idea is. Uh, to as we have this new building stream all of our radio shows on the on 1080 the only fans
3: 1080 the only fans yeah like well it.
0: we'll start an only fans page of just us like doing radio cuz i mean there's a kink for everybody right there is and we we
3: are going to build yeah. video content in once we get the studio yeah. set up so and
0: like i mean if like somebody in the chat's like hey show me your feet we'll just like uh, throw our feet up on the table or I, whatever I do or, wear flip flops in here regularly yeah as, as does Rob. Yeah, you know, people you know, hey, duh, duh, shoot off for a segment. Here we go. But uh, monetizing. We're going to monetize. Yeah, no, no, you know, the, the, the fan, 1080, streams, the OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. 1080, the OnlyFans. I like this.
3: I like it. I, I guarantee that OnlyFans account isn't taken yet.
0: Um, oh, yeah, oh, I'm sure oh, we could oh, do when that. When I hop
3: off, we will we'll make sure I grab the domain.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure we could get that thing going there. Honestly's not going to have anything to say about that, right? Ah, oh, yeah, they'll probably not like that. Dang. No, yeah. oh, what are you going to do? Um, okay, have you seen this injury report for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's not even just the Bucs, it's the Bucs and the Saints. Yeah, this game's gonna be banging. It, it is up. a bloodbath when you look at that list. But it's a different it's different because limited participation and not participating are two completely different Certainly. things, right? And today Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went from limited on Wednesday to minimal participation. The last I saw. They have no wide receivers. Here is the list of guys that did not practice yesterday. Week two for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady, personal day, a.k.a. dad stuff. Mike Evans, limited. Uh, Russell Gage did not participate. Chris Godwin, hamstring, did not participate. We had Julio Jones, knee, did not participate. (laughs) Zion McCollum, hamstring, did not participate. Left tackle Donovan Smith did not participate. That's an elbow injury, by the way. It's a
3: dislocated elbow that he is dealing with. That's not a, good. It is a it, the only reason he's not practicing is it is a pain management issue. They're literally just saving him for games.
0: Um, and then you had limited participants, and this is where it's like, all right, you have this sliding scale, right? Of all right, how big is this, and how isn't how how small is it? Leonard Fournette hamstring limited. Mike Evans calf limited and more limited today by reports. Uh, you had Tristan Wirfs, you're starting right tackle limited with an abdominal strain. Er. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Whereas like some of these ones, like you're looking for like lower back, right? Because that's the that's the go to for. I just don't want to practice. I just don't want to practice today.
3: These are all legitimate injuries, and you also Brashad Perriman, who's also been added as limited participant for limited participations for his knee. So that is quite literally. The depth chart of wide receivers for the Buccaneers, all five, are, are out. And then or there's, limited.
0: like, you have guys that, like, like this is a great one. This is what you look at the other side where, like, the Saints, right? They had a bunch of guys. They only had one guy not out, and it was Paulson uh, Adebo from Stanford, the, the corner, who's who did not practice with an ankle. Everybody else was limited, but they have the injuries that you're looking for. Jameis Winston, back,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Alvin Kamara, ribs. Well, Kamara was only out for the stretching portion. He did not par- actually participate in practice. Their are beat reporters.
0: And then you have Cameron Jordan, hip. Like the, There's these dinged up injuries. Playing football is a hard game, right? You're always going to have Knicks and Knox. But what is actually alarming about where the Buccaneers are falling into is that a lot of these guys are soft tissue injuries that should not be creeping up week, week two, two of the NFL season. And that, to me, I, like, there's not a lot that I, like, I'll like. i be, like, overreact to. That's kind of a big one for me is that you have an aging roster anyways, and not that's not just Tom Brady. You, you get, have an aging yeah. roster. The, having these guys with soft tissue stuff this early, I don't know, man.
3: The Godwin one really bothers me, and I, I hope he's okay because as somebody who's quite literally dealt with multiple knee surgeries, one of the things they always tell you about to be careful of is those compensation injuries. And when you have an ACL injury, the easiest compensation injury is hamstring because of how you train and how you get back. You become more quad dominant, and you don't activate your hamstring nearly as well. And this is what typically happens when you come off an ACL tear is if you, if you aren't 100% truly ready to go, you get hamstring strains. And this, this is the second week in a row he's been dealing with it. He's been leading into it. And this is one of those things where In all likelihood, he probably needs to be shut down for a couple of weeks. Otherwise, it will be there all year.
0: This is crazy. It's going to be a crazy – it's already a wild start to the season um, where we have upsets. You have Dak going down. You've Mm -hmm. already got some TJ Ward's on the IR
3: for six weeks.
0: Major injuries have already happened across the league, and then you just have question marks on a lot of these teams moving forward as to where they are going to be uh, several weeks down the line. Like – Like we were talking about earlier in the week. I I don't overreact to, oh my gosh, look at how many big injuries we had in week one. Well, that's because we have that every year, right? And the NFL just chugs along and they churn out. If you look individually at certain rosters, though, you can start seeing that, uh uh-oh, you've got an aging roster, red flag number one, red flag number two. A lot of those guys with soft tissue injuries, man. Tampa, that division, if Tampa's not going to run it, that thing is wide friggin' Open and the Saints may run away with it. I Saints, was really surprised that the Dennis Allen led Saints go Saints.
3: Uh, you've had this weird soft spot for the Saints, and I don't know why. I don't know either. But I will say this: it, the the W is there to be eaten.
0: It might be just Jameis. You, you, it's just I love you. Just like that weirdo, don't you? He is such a weirdo. Like it is just. Well, it's not that I like Jameis the person. It, you you like the. The train wreck. Yes, it's like why, like it's why traffic slows down when you're on a, a freeway and there's a crash on the other side. You're rubbernecking. Yeah, I'm rubbernecking on the Saints all day long because of Jameis Winston. Yeah, and, and they, they are just a they are a collection of just weird dudes. And the like the expl- potential explosive personalities that you have on that team. Mm-hmm. Like, when is it go- at what week do we have Michael Thomas throwing a fit? And Jameis Winston trying to calm him down, and they just have a screaming match with each other. Because and Alvin Kamara coming in as a voice of reason. Alvin Kamara, by all accounts, <laughs> Alvin Kamara is a awesome human being. Yes. And everybody in that locker room loves him. Loves him. But I like, mean, he is. From the outside looking great.
3: in, would you look at that and be like, oh, yeah, that's totally normal?
0: Uh, No. No. <laughs> the guy with the barbell nose ring. Yeah, no. He just, he just seems like another weird dude. Yeah. But these, yeah. yeah, it's... I think they do. They have that explosive uh, quality maybe for you're right. Maybe you're right. All right.
3: It's a chemistry set waiting to go up in flames.
0: Uh-huh. Because okay. they got okay. all... Everything should... Like, all the, all the chemicals should work together. But you add Jameis Winston into that, he is that unstable compound that could just have this whole thing blow up on everybody. Because you... Like, think of that receiver room that they have. It's Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas... Right? Um, with, I mean, a guy who was good with, when you had Drew Brees and Marquez Calloway, but you also have Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, and you could put him in the slot and, and use him in motion, like, and then have Mark Ingram in the backfield while you're, you're running Alvin Kamara all over the field in, in different motion situations. Like, the possibilities are endless with that Saints offense. But the quarterback is the biggest wild card of them all. And that is why I find myself rubbernecking on the Saints. Okay. They're fascinating. They, they
3: are. The, the more you kind of get into it, like surface level, I've always looked at the Saints, Houdat, all that, whatever. I, I don't, I look at it and I just like, eh, it's, it's never been my, my cup of tea. Even Breeze was there, a good team. But I never really cared about them all that much. But now you're, you're, you're talking me into the Saints in a weird, roundabout way. Well, and, like, in, and, I,
0: and I'm not sure if I like it. And Dennis, the biggest red flag for me is Dennis Allen being their coach.
3: Yeah, and that's, again, another reason to like it's like a Mike Zimmer coach team or a Mike McCarthy coach team. You're just kind of like, nah, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. But I'm good. Take a look
0: at every team in the NFC, right?
3: And how every single one of them has a massive flaw?
0: Who do you uh, trust out of the NFC?
3: Uh, Short list.
0: You go down. You go down the East. Dallas Giants, Eagles. You can Commanders. stop. You can.
3: You can take the, that, that entire division out. I then you have
0: the division. Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. I still have trust in Aaron. I do too. That's that's it. They're going to be
2: okay. Yeah. He doesn't have trust in his receivers.
3: No, but no. he has enough God-given talent that it, it historically hasn't mattered.
0: Yeah, but God-given talent doesn't catch the ball for other people. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just, NFC uh, South, I, I take, South you have Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks.
3: I like I trust Tom, but I 20. don't when he doesn't have an entire offensive line, I definitely my eyes start to get wide.
0: You, oh, no. And then you have the Cardinals, Rams, Niners, Seahawks.
3: I thought I trusted the Rams. Rams, get out there and write the ship. For love of God.
0: I thought I trusted three of those teams.
3: I did I was oh, always been out on Kyler. So well, I trust them made. to be
0: good in the front half of the season and then terrible in the last month.
3: And I, I trust the Niners on the whole. I don't trust Trey Lance. Yeah. and it's It's been very weird watching 49ers fans say that, I've never seen a quarterback more criticized. It's like, guys, this happens every single
0: year. It's every quarterback.
3: Yes, and every quarterback is criticized until they, until they actually show something. Has Trey Lance, in his very limited appearances, shown you anything?
0: Uh, no, well... Y- no. You can say no. It's but he okay. he hasn't played very much, though. I think he's got four games. Yeah, but I, but not four starts. He's got four yeah, games but I mean, that we've just seen like, him in. I'm and looking one for of them is a complete disqualifier last a week. A monsoon. And then the other ones are coming in and replacing somebody. Certainly. You know?
3: But my my whole thing is I have yet to see anything where I'm like, oh, Okay. The little sparks, and it just hasn't
0: for me been there. Well, everybody else had it, but then you said it was a bad throw in the preseason. I he underthrew the guy. <laughs> pretty good throw under pressure. I,
3: I mean, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have an extra grind with, with, with Trey Lance. I, I, I will say this. I because do have an extra
3: grind because of that arm slot. It, be, it does. It freaks me out.
0: And somebody has to because Cowherd is, is not criticizing him because. He's dating his daughter. Yeah, so you've got to pick up that slack. And there you someone needs to do it, damn it. I'm glad you're carrying I, that I'm not anti, that mountain. I'm not
3: anti Trey Lance, but I'm certainly not pro Trey Lance.
0: <laughs> Perfect. I like that. No. All right. Um let's talk about the obituary that Danny Ainge gave last week. Ew. Or in the response that came this week. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
1: This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock around, that's right, on time. It's tricky. Uh, right, uh, Here we go. It's tricky. To rock around, to rock around, that's right, on time, it's tricky. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, on the fan.
0: All right, so... bits of uh, NBA sprinkled into a football smorgasbord. Um, Danny Hange said in an interview last week uh, that he just kind of felt like the Utah Jazz didn't like each other. They didn't believe in each other. They didn't go to bat for each other as a team and as a team should this past year.
3: You know what? Here's here's a little... uh, Reading between the lines for anybody who wants to be smart about how you cover the NBA or sports in general, Dusty. Danny Ainge is notorious for doing what again?
0: Uh was smacking people upside the head with trades.
3: And stripping teams down to nothing? And, and then up?
0: winning a damn title yeah. after. Okay. Yeah. So He's good at it too. He's,
3: he, and he's good at it. So when all of a sudden you saw Danny Ainge take the job with the Utah Jazz hmm. months ago. Yeah months, months, months ago, Uh and there was rumors around it happening years before that. Uh, When his son was
0: running for, like, senator. Yes. He
3: was working as a – I don't know if it's public or not, but he was working as a consultant for the Jazz long before he took the job Mm -hmm, as, as running the Jazz. He was always going to trade Donovan Mitchell for Rudy Gobert. Like, yeah,
0: he strip it down he, and build it up.
3: This whole idea of like, oh, they didn't really believe in each other. No, it had just run its course, and they're like, nope, it's done. And that's why you got the, the horse meme. Yeah. What are they doing there? Because yeah. everybody knew this was going to happen. But the way Danny Ainge phrased this, uh, I don't know if it's this. Well, he, he Danny Ainge did. Let's be honest. He painted the uh, jazz into a, a corner of his choosing, and his path out was his best option. Yeah. Which probably isn't how it actually went, but that's what organizations do.
0: Well, he's, I mean, he said that they didn't believe in each other. Well, I mean, I, I, you saw it when they played though. Was he totally wrong in he, that? Because he wasn't
3: wrong, but they also, it was less that they didn't believe in each other and more that they didn't like each other.
0: And that to me is, I don't think they liked each other either because we heard it's reports that they didn't like each other. The rift was years. there. Yeah before Rudy Gobert was the first person to have COVID that in the was NBA.
3: the That was the, the spike point. That's and, what drove it
0: over and the cliff. then Donovan Mitchell got pissed because Gobert wasn't taking COVID seriously. And then... It hit the locker room. It hit the locker room, and he still didn't really no. understand what was going on there or the gravity of it. But this leads Donovan Mitchell now is clapping back. Because he's on a new team, they finally dealt him to the Cavaliers. He said, I don't think we didn't believe in each other. Uh, I said at the end of the season, don't trade Rudy. Let's figure this out. Let's do it. And that didn't happen. For him to say after six months around the team, I disagree. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's his decision. Um, There's also some some Six months around the team. Yeah.
3: Well, not just that. The whole idea of him wanting to be there. For 18 months, Donovan Mitchell's people around him, CAA, which again, for those that are unfamiliar, arts is the second most powerful agency in the NBA and probably the most powerful overall agency in the sporting world right now. They control basically everything at ESPN and everything that happens in New York with yeah. the Knicks. Their entire front office is run by CAA. For 18 months, Donovan Mitchell has been steered to the Knicks. Yeah, and that or, or steered out of town. It was between one of New York and Miami. It was again, it was one of the worst kept secret in the NBA. So this whole idea of him wanting and was going to be a a jazz lifer, that was never on the table.
0: Well, and he didn't really bang that drum as much. And what I think is really interesting is like, I just saw it today and there's another one of those aggregating sites is like Damian Lillard says that he wants to do it his way and Mm -hmm. be a blazer for life, blah, 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 blah. Donovan Mitchell wasn't adamant that he wanted to be either. He didn't, he wasn't adamant. He wanted to be part of that. And look, uh, there's rightfully so. I think a lot of Blazer fans worry like you got a offensive minded guard who is not very good on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. You know, at what point do do you push that hard, re- hard reset? Not the reset that the Blazers did this offseason, which was pretty damn hard when you say when you send a, a CJ McCollum and really everything else out of town. They have
3: two returning starters
0: and you bring back Nurk, and that's it. That reset was for a completely different reason. It's, a soft it's not reset. just because of the fact that Lillard mm-hmm. can't, can't defend but is an elite scorer. He's an elite leader, too, which yep. nobody's accused Donovan Mitchell of being.
3: And that's the thing. As is, is good as Don is, and I'm, I'm a big Donovan Mitchell guy, he, and he's been fantastic in the community. He does not have negative marks against him. He's not a bad teammate. Guys love him. I've, I've talked to folks in Cleveland. They are genuinely jacked to have him there. Uh, Garland, uh, Mobley, Okoro, Allen, they're they, they are all thrilled to have him there, and they are going to make their life easier, and they are going to be a top-four seed in the East. They are going to be good, a very good team. But he, as good as he is, as impactful as he is, as good in the playoffs as he has been, he does not have the leadership qualities nor the impact of Damian Lillard on a franchise and on the NBA.
0: Huh. This is going to be an interesting one because I like it if uh, – I also like it when – Danny Ainge has rivals because he can get real salty real quick. Yes. And he holds grudges.
3: Also, I love that team like the Cavs going in because they are a team.
0: They'll throw a ball at your face.
3: (laughs) They are a team like Portland who doesn't get free agents. And so you take these opportunities to really make things happen. Also, again, as I've pointed out before, they have two very good starters in the backcourt, and they have two very good starters in the frontcourt, and there's a gaping hole in the middle, and LeBron James is going to be a free agent next
0: year. Oh, LeBron to Utah to play for Dwayne Wade? Oh,
1: Dwayne, Dwayne
3: Wade is an owner. Or LeBron James to or Cleveland. Cleveland, oh, Cleveland. Where sorry. Oh, I, mean, I, thought you're saying,
0: uh, I thought you were saying Utah. Also, shout-out to
3: Dwayne Wade for uh, being the uh, splinter cell agent who went in there and, and helped break things up and send him to his second home in Cleveland. Remember, oh, yeah. longtime Cleveland uh, Cavalier, Dwayne
0: Wade. <laughs> All right, uh, we got Thursday Night Football. What a great game we have in store for you! It is Chiefs, Chargers tonight. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
1: Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan.
0: Thursday Night Football. It's coming up uh, tonight. We got Chargers Chiefs Thursday night, Arrowhead. The place is going to be loud, man. I heard uh, Rob Ninkovich today mm-hmm. saying that uh, he believes that Arrowhead, loudest stadium, and he was quick to say, louder than Seattle. He goes, loudest place I've ever been in.
3: It both are very loud. I believe... Arrowhead holds the record right now that's yeah. gone back and forth between yeah. them. I think they had like a hundred and twenty decibels in uh, Arrowhead. It was
0: bonkers. Those Midwesterners, they can yell. Which
3: is kind of crazy because uh Seattle's quite literally designed to be loud. Yeah. And Arrowhead is not. <laughs> oh. And yet it is incredibly
0: loud. I I just like great football and I like great matchups and I think we we get it the best of this because there's so asthma. much familiarity with both of these franchises mm-hmm. playing each other two times a year like it is a great equalizer man a, it, that round robin it it shows which teams are better and if you look at this these teams split last year, right? I mean, and that's the way it should be when you have yes. two Goliaths going at. It. You were talking about this earlier. You would think like this: this division, you just split one and one right down the middle. Yeah,
3: home home team's going to take it unless something goes sideways.
0: And that's the hard part about the entirety of the AFC West is when everybody's good, right? Mm-hmm. There's no Texans or Jags or. Browns to fall back on to where you get a couple of good bears in their division. Yes. Everybody needs the lions every now and then, not the kneecap biting Dan Campbell Lions, but the, but the bad ones. Yeah. Um, And you just don't have that. And I I like both these quarterbacks. We're talking about how good it is for the NFL that you have Um, both of these quarterbacks being young in their prime and franchises that are going all in on them too, not wasting them either.
3: No, that's the thing is that's what makes the AFC West so insane. Is that it's not that we've never had four good teams in a division before. We've just never had four good teams going for it in this fashion. All with the the worst quarterback in this division is Derek Carr. That's insane.
0: That's a good division. That's that's that's
3: absolutely insane. You've just never had quarterback play like this you've never had weapons like this every single team except the broncos i will fight back with you against this i do not believe the broncos have the weapons that the other three teams do but they also have a super bowl winning quarterback so it's it's it makes these these matchups in this division which again we talked about earlier on the show chargers chiefs is probably the lowest level Mm -hmm. rivalry in afc west history but now that it's being elevated, it's kind of cool.
0: It's <laughs> a very Raiders angle on that. I'm ju-
3: I'm, because it, when have the Chargers and Chiefs been relevant at the same time?
0: Uh... Not really, Marty Ball. That that fourteen and two season, exactly. That it, the fourteen and two season. The, the Rivers,
3: Tomlinson, Gates. Those that yeah. era, the Chiefs were okay.
0: They were okay. But that's the thing is they both haven't been good prior and, to two
3: thousand two. The Raiders were the winningest franchise I'm in professional with you. sports, so they I'm always, with you. they were always up against it. When the Chiefs were good, the Broncos were good. The Raiders were just always good. So those rivalries built up very very quickly.
0: I can't wait though for this because look, the Chargers. Didn't make the playoffs. I mean, they've got a lot that they need to figure out mm-hmm. this season too. But it feels like they are there. They fe- it feels like their additions, and this is going to be a fun one too. Seeing Bosa and Mac get after Patrick Mahomes yep. because he's not going to have all day long like he had last week running around. It, the the big bummer in all this, Keenan Allen is out. Donald Parham, the tight end, yep. is out. But Mario Williams, he or Mike Williams, sorry, Mike Williams has been incredible. Against uh, the Chiefs, I, I was reading that two of his last three games against Kansas City, he's mm-hmm. been over 100 yards. He is—he's the guy that likes to feast. The big body receiver on the outside has great days against Kansas City. The prop lines tonight are, are, it.
3: are it's not wide receiver against wide receiver. It's Kelsey against Williams. That's the one that everybody—even before Keenan Allen was out—that was the, the the prop bet for tonight because Williams has been so good against the Chiefs. It it will be. I don't know if it's a flag-planting moment, but it will be a very, very, very large statement win. If mm-hmm. Sandy... God, I almost said San Diego. If LA let's can go, ahead and go into Arrowhead and not only run away with, like, you know, sneak a win out of there, but, like, convincingly handle a win, yeah. that will be a that will probably be the biggest statement in the NFL in the first two weeks.
0: All right. Uh, let's see other housekeeping things. Uh, if you missed any of the show, check it out on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, by the way, he says he is confident that he will make his NFL debut this weekend for the Los Angeles. Wow, or that's it. That's the he, New York
3: Giants. He's really good, good for him because yeah, that looked awful, man.
0: The Carolina Panthers, he is optimistic that he will be back. It was weird watching him in like – he wears his Joe Burrow sunglasses on the mm-hmm. sideline there. it's a. It's a I don't know. When did those become cool? They're like – they remind me of something that, like, Janine Garofalo wore in the 90s. Like was... it,
3: you're not wrong.
0: You're 100% spot on. And Same glasses, Listen, right?
3: the last two decades have been so bad in fashion and style and everything else that they just said, screw it, we're going to go back to the 90s.
0: I, f- I, feel, I feel that.
3: Yeah, no, it, it, look at fashion right now. It, it is legitimately 90s fashion appropriated. They are appropriating our culture, and I don't like it, damn it.
0: Uh, Well, I remember in the '90s they were wearing bell bottoms for a phase, and the people. Yeah, we got
3: we got that up and out of there real quick.
0: But uh, think about this: the gap is the same, late '90s to early '70s, as where we are right now. Don't don't
3: don't you dare finish that sentence! I still I still cannot wrap my head around champion sports gear being trendy. Mm. We made fun of those kids when we were
0: younger. Uh, if you would like to help uh, fund my new ventures today, uh, I'll gladly take any and all uh, angel investors. I am going to try and make a Disney betting show and an on- 1080 The Only Fans account.
2: I'll take my shirt off. There we go. See? We got. A,
0: we got. A, or, we we
3: already have one one uh, video to post. Side, or if you donate more, yeah, you, I'll you leave know, it, it on.
0: on. Yeah, that's the side. That's a side mm. action. That's a side hustle to my side hustle. Is you can either pay for us to take it off, or you pay more and he keeps that bad boy on. Listen,
3: I'll do the pre and post pedicure foot picks. See, Ooh, see, yeah, we well, for everybody. We're already on there. Right. Some people like those pre pedicure ones. You'll those be able those
0: to. Like, think of, if this was 1080, the only fans, we would be signing off right now, and I'd be like, coming up next, the Maybe. hairy toes of Isaac Everett Rob coming up next.
2: For, for those of you that like Hobbit
0: feet. For those of you that like Hobbit feet and, and tattooed men. Mm. Uh, prime time with Isaac and Sook next. Oh. on the thing. Have a great Thursday. See you Friday from noon to three.
2: Screw you guys.